Welcome to Interceptor Beyond Podcast. My name is Arthur, and this is the Green Room Sessions. And on this episode, I talked to Eddie of the rock band Hippie Death Cult that played in Vienna that night in the Viper Room. There were also two bands there, Lurch, spelled L-U-R-C-H. Really cool band, check them out. And also Mothers of the Land. You already know them. We had an interview with them a long time ago, a couple months ago. Uh, I think it was the first episode of the Green Room Sessions. So I decided not to interview them this time. It's too early, it's too soon. And with the Lurk people, we agreed that I'm going to interview them sometime later when the new material comes out. All right, so I recorded this interview with Eddie uh, outside of the club. We found a really cool place one block away. It was a park, it was dark, and there was only one table, and there was some light shining on it, and it was really super quiet. It was perfect interview atmosphere. So yeah, enjoy the show. And don't forget, if it's the first time you're listening to this episode or this podcast in general, don't forget to follow and rate this show. And if it's not the first time you're listening to the show, please tell somebody about the show. Send a link. Anyways, thank you very much. And let's talk to Eddie. Yeah, I'm Eddie Brennebeck, uh, the guitarist of Hippie Death Cult from uh, Portland, Oregon. I've known your band since the very beginning, since 2019, I think, sure, right? Yeah. When you released the first single, I th- uh, 111 was a single, right? Uh, well, we re- we released singles leading up to the album coming out. Basically how it happened was we got together um, and we wrote some songs, I want to say within three to five months of being together and did some demos just so we could get gigs and whatever, you know, just to do something. And I started putting some of the songs online. Um, we put Sanctimonious up and then um, Pigs and then I think Black Snake. Um, and then it caught attention from the whole underground scene and different underground labels and stuff like that. Um, and when we started talking with Cursed Tongue Records, who put that first album out, he wanted to release those demos as the album. So, like, that became the It happened really fast. So... Um, so yeah, we released kind of singles on our own, not necessarily as singles, just like putting ourselves out there kind of thing. Um, and then we put it out as an album, one one one, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember because I remember the cover for the one one one. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, for the one, what I've known, for, I mean, I checked all the interviews with you and all the stuff. Sure. So I saw that it was kind of a coincidence that your band came together. Sure. Um, and. Actually, like I, I noticed a thing that you and Ryan said in separate interviews when you were on couch trips, uh, that it also cl- it clicked with you, yes, mm-hmm. on the vibe level, on everything, right? Sure. But also, the, you and him, at l- I didn't find anything about Laura because she doesn't give so many interviews. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, but you stopped caring, you know? Sure. When you stopped caring about how you s- what other people think, I would say like this. Yeah. And it was a magic moment that it happened. Absolutely, yeah. And the question is, like, do you think that would it be possible that you had this epiphany earlier, you know? Because you were playing in other bands sure. for a long time. Over 20 years, yeah. Yeah, and then it happened later. Do you think it would be possible earlier in your, in your life when you stopped caring, the stop caring part? That's very interesting to think about, but probably, to be honest with you. Yeah? Yeah, um... Yeah, there might be something about wanting something so bad that you're kind of pushing it away from yourself because 
maybe you're putting that out into the world that you want something. So you that's what you get because you know what I mean? Um, and then when you stop caring and just leave it to chance or whatever, um, it comes to you. Uh, that's an interesting thing to think about. I don't know, uh, you know. You never thought because you never, you didn't I have mean, time to think about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely like read books about and and like you know like about other people's experiences with that and 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 how that happened for them as well so yeah i came to a point where i stopped caring it just in general about like any kind of success with music or anything and it was more just about the joy of doing it and how i wanted to spend my time um how limited your life is and how temporary everything is and when you realize all that kind of stuff um Yeah, I guess you, you just naturally stop holding on to, to caring about all that kind of stuff. Because even whatever you do have, it's going to be gone tomorrow. Like everything's, you know, so temporary. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. That, but that's an interesting thing to think of. But yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I, asked the, I asked this for the bands who are new. For example, sure. we've seen one band today, you know, they're super fresh. Yeah. And, you know, like it's, it's something, you know, like mm. because when you before this moment you're trying to fit in in sure, a way sure you you're checking the trends what's cool now what's right. not ryan ryan was doing with his drums sure before he was like nirvana came and he right. like, everybody wanted to be like nirvana limited sure. limited kit and yeah, stuff yeah. yeah and that's what i want to say is that maybe if people start to listening to what they want to do more in the beginning and not really caring That's much. Well, it's I, possible. I, I don't know. As far as, I'm as far you. as that goes, I've never cared about trends or trying to fit in or any of that kind of shit. Like, I've always been doing what's close to my heart since day one. Um, and I've been, I moved to Los Angeles with a guitar and a, and a suitcase and 500 bucks 20 years ago to start a rock and roll band when it was the most unpopular. Th like, in the early 2000s, rock and roll was the most unpopular thing. You know, at that time. Yeah, I checked no, the time. I yeah, yeah. I know that time. <laughs> there was no stoner rock scene. There was none of these festivals. All this stuff that's happening right now, none of that was happening. I had a band. I started a band in L.A. There was no other bands to even play with. There was no scene, you know, like, and I worked my ass off just as hard back then with that band uh, as I am now. Um, but there wasn't a, like a support thing and like a, a scene like there is now today, you know, Um that the world changing and all that kind of thing is partly what inspired me to keep going 20 years later to start another band when I was like already like oh my god I don't know if I could do this again you know what I mean <laughs> yeah, that's why I wanted to ask yeah, you know yeah. like starting over and over and over yeah, and yeah. over again yeah. it's like Fucking devastating hell. it is devastating. and then it finally clicked yeah it finally clicked yeah but it was coincidence it was not like plans plans it's yeah. uh, how you met like you yeah. met Ryan when he came out of the room when you were checking the guitar and sure. stuff yeah I mean, yeah, like, because at that point, I had already been trying for four years to put this band together um, with lots of different people, just trying to find the right people. And uh, and then, yeah, I got to a point where I had a steady band for about a year or so, um, and then that fell apart, and it had nothing to do with me. It was like the other members had issues with each other, and they were both, they were they're all coming to me saying, you know, I can't be in a band with this guy. It's either me or him or whatever, you know, and they were all saying that about each other, and I was in this weird spot. And that's where I was like about to give up on the whole idea because I was like, I've been putting so much effort in this. It's been four fucking, maybe it's not supposed to happen. You know what I mean? Um, But even four years, like for any band, not sure. only yours with your dedication, it's just in general. It's yeah. like a, so crushingly long. Yeah, even to be 
this is before a song has even been released into the world. You know what well, I mean? There was this no releases at all. Nothing. This is even just trying to get the band together. Trying to find yeah. the right people, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Ryan said that he the vibe is really important for, for him sure. and for you also. Yeah, totally. Um, well, yeah, because, you know, the the main reward with doing this is is doing it you know and being around people you like and having fun and creating magic together and all that kind of thing like that's the reward nobody especially nowadays in this particular genre of music is in it to get rich or money or any kind of thing oh absolutely not (laughs) you know what i mean so that that is important because the amount of time and your own money of your own pocket and everything that you have to put into doing this it you know um the payback is is doing it you know and and just having fun and making sure that the vibe is cool and all that kind of thing and and that that even gets challenging after a while with people you know too um do you get self-doubt um like what kind of self-doubt like mm, it's not working out maybe i'm not worthy no maybe. none of that no. not anymore because no. you've been through all the shit yeah, before yeah right? exactly i have none of that and i never have you know like yeah especially you went to la yeah from from where I grew up in Toronto, uh, in Ontario, in Canada. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You you went the classic way of of going to LA, yeah, trying to find uh, success there, living in in, in a in a van. Yeah, you quit your job. Yeah, quit steady job, good job, uh, yeah. and at the same time moved in the van, slept in the van for a long time in yeah. hostels and all that stuff. Yeah, did the the classic <laughs> yeah. rock and roll sure. stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Um, Yeah, I've been pretty dedicated to it. Like, I just knew at a really young age that, like, you know, that that was what my life was about. And there had there were times where I questioned it and, and got really deep into a spiritual path and wondered if, you know, part of, like, you know, letting go of things and not being so attached to outcomes or personal things or guitars or whatever. You know, I went through a phase in my life when I when I moved into my van where I got rid of all my, I gave away all my stuff, all my records and books and uh, CDs and everything I had, you know, and I was like still working on music, but I was questioning whether it was what I still wanted to do, you know, especially living in LA with how the music business is there. It's quite opposite of what I envisioned myself being a and part especially of. And especially you you worked at Amoeba shop yeah, yeah, and everybody yeah. who, who will listen to this episode knows about Amoeba, okay, of course. Oh, cool. yeah, it's an awesome record so you, store. Yeah, it's an awesome record store, but you knew from the, from first of all, LA show business, yeah, of course, yeah. that's one thing. And the second thing, in Amoeba shop, so you, you saw the music industry at its core, sure. how it's going. Yeah, yeah, from every angle. And, and it was not really pretty, I guess. No, I mean, yeah, and it's and it's like thinking of any art as a business also is tough. It's hard, you know what I mean? Because it's like I'm purely from like the heart and the art side of it and to, to try and think of it as like how are we going to market you and this and that or changing changing how you look and sound to make it more marketable and all that kind of thinking is is not me you know so um so i i definitely questioned whether i belonged in la or that scene or whatever you know what i mean um because i you know it, it's it, and it's still now like you know is it a business or i don't know what the hell i'm we're trying to make it a business <laughs> you know but like really we're uh at least i can speak it for myself and, and i know laura too like the reward is just doing it and touring and having and having fun and creating magic and 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 all that kind of thing you know and that's what people like hear in the music that they feel that you are the real shit and uh at least that's how i felt you know that was okay and everything else just comes together with it i guess yeah I, i hope you know we're out we're doing we're doing our best you know it seems like we've been getting a great response from the people that we're reaching 
reaching people is harder. I mean, it's easier and harder because, I mean, there's there's the internet and there's the community of, like, the you know, the underground stoner scene and everything, which has been super helpful to us, you know. But reaching people beyond that has been difficult. And, and you know, we're going out on these tours coming to Europe for the first time. And you know what I mean? So, like, we're still building an audience, you know. Like, I would say, like, at these shows, they're, it's like 50-50 between people who know us and know our music or people that just happened to be there or they heard of a good show was happening and, you know what I mean, and they showed up and now we have a new fan because of that, you know what I mean? So there's been a lot of that. So we're hoping next time it's twice as big and all that kind of stuff. And we were lucky to get on a lot of festivals on this one as well, which has been great to get in front of a lot of people and people seem to be really liking it. So, yeah, I mean, it's hard to say, you know, like what the outcome of it is. I hope that people feel that, you know, because that's Hopefully. what's happening, you know, but like... You're going to still play tonight is yeah. for the context for the people to understand. So, yeah. uh, But I'm pretty sure like most of the people who came today, uh, well, as you said, but in this case, 60%, I would say, sure, it came yeah. for you. All right, cool. Well, that's rad. <laughs> So, yeah, you mentioned that you had a really uh, extensive tour uh, this year. Mm -hmm. We need to tell that you, in 2018, around September, you were writing new material, preparing all the good stuff, right, Uh, recorded stuff, and then 2020 came with the corona stuff. Sure. So my my question is that probably because of that, you postponed everything, plus there was a change in the lineup. Yeah, so, like, coming into 2020, that was going to be a big year for us because... At the end of 2019, after 111 came out and we had done a little bit of touring and we were starting to get known in the scene a little more, we started getting offers for festivals and tours and like Psycho Las Vegas. And we were going to do a European tour with Green Lung uh, from England. And all these things were planned for 2020 and uh, it was going to be a big year for us. And of course, you know, everything got shut down and we couldn't do any of it. So yeah, a lot of it, all that got postponed. And that's when the band was just starting to get wings, you know, like we were still like getting a lot of momentum. And so yeah, that kind of put a damper on things. And then at that time, we were also ready to do Circle of Days, the next record. We had already like been working on the material and just about ready to record when the pandemic hit. But it got slowed down because, of course, for the first couple of months, it was the the extreme lockdown and all that. So we weren't even able to get together, you know. I mean, Laura and I lived together, so we were able to. But uh, the rest of the band, we didn't. And then by the time Ryan was ready to jam again and we were able to start hanging out, he had to kind of relearn and rework on his parts before he felt comfortable to record. And so, yeah, and then we didn't see Ben, our old singer, pretty much almost the whole pandemic because he was really weary about going out and being with people and stuff. So if anything, it it prolonged our relationship with him, I think, because we didn't see him because things to that point weren't going so well uh, with him. And if I think that he was around more he wouldn't been have that album probably wouldn't have even come out you know ah. <laughs> all right that's uh that's new info yeah yeah i, I mean i don't talk a lot about it because i'm not trying i don't want to spread any kind of negative you know negativity or anything like that no, but it's just like it's when i was doing research i could see okay there's a lineup change yeah. there's corona stuff but yeah. probably i mean it doesn't matter i mean on 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 a, on a level just like human level, it's not really important in that sure. case you sure. know like for the music's yeah, yeah. what happened there it's, right. it's yeah. you, can, you can put it in your book in your sure, memoirs exactly. in the future yeah yeah right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> but for this case no yeah. so you got the circle of days right so yeah. to get and you had material also for doom sessions you recorded yeah. it together yep and okay finally the time comes this year 
you to tour. In yeah. the beginning of the year, you already had some tours in the U.S. Yeah. And then the the the, the cool stuff happened is all these festivals. Yeah. This summer. Yeah. So I would just say. Psycho Las Vegas, Ripple Fest, Texas, uh, UK tour, heavy psych sounds. Yeah. It all happened this summer. Yeah. And it's happening now because yeah. we're right now on we're tour. We're in the middle of it, yeah. <laughs> 35. Uh, so you, you had 35, where the fuck is it? 35 two shows in the US and 24 in Europe. Yeah. And you're right. This Sunday you should be done with your tour, yeah, I guess. Yeah, the last week. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> How are you feeling, first of all? <laughs> All, all things considered, I'm feeling great. Um, yeah, but you're the band who like freaking enjoys playing live. Yeah, yeah. And this is your It is. That's life. why we're doing it. Yeah, le- yeah, yeah. Speaking for myself at least. But yeah, I think everybody like, we love it. Yeah, and that's why we're here and why we're doing it. So we're having a great time. And I mean, particularly here in Europe, it's been wonderful because um, not only do we get to play our music in new places, but it's everywhere has been beautiful to visit even just without playing music it's been beautiful to visit and all the people have treated us so well um all the promoters have treated us really well um and all the, the whole experience has been great so um much better than than touring in the states and easier that's what i heard many yeah. from many people <laughs> like from broom people also sure. they yeah. said the same thing yeah. that in the united states especially la yeah forget forget about decent yeah <laughs> some they treat you like shit there. I mean, they pay they pay you the bare minimum. You don't get any accommodations, no food. Um, Why is that? Is it because there are so many uh, musicians out there, and they can like uh, choose, or is just the attitude of music industry? For example, LA, you know, it's like business, business. Yeah, I think there's a, there's a number of different things. I mean, it's just because like that has become the standard there. Whereas like in Europe, there's this, they have a certain standard, you know, and the standards are just lower in the states. Also, like, I think that it's also harder for promoters to make money maybe in the States, too. Um, How much is the price of a ticket, for example, in the United States? Now, I think the prices have gone up a little bit, you know, since everything else has gone up, you know. So you'll probably pay like 15 or $20 for a ticket now, whereas maybe 8 or 10 before, you know. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, there's just, you know, like there's all these costs involved in putting on a show like hiring you know the the bar staff and the security and the sound guy and the lighting guy and this and that so there's all these different people to pay uh and the band kind of gets paid last you know (laughs) everybody exploiting exploiting the musician yeah totally yeah i mean that's how it's 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 just the system of how it is now and i mean if you if your band gets to a certain level where you're you're packing houses and whatever you know then you're making money you know and I, I heard from the psychic hit uh, bands sure. you know uh-huh. even though uh, one of the uh, one of the singers was touring with some I forgot which band uh-huh. but even them they were treating like shit sure. in LA everywhere else yeah better a little bit better yeah. but still uh, how who organized usually you do book well usually everything that you do you do yourself sure. But what about the European tour? Who helped you with heavy oh, psych It was heavy psych sounds. Yeah, oh, that's cool. That was like the main reason I, I wanted to work with, with Gabe and heavy psych sounds was because not only is it a really cool label with a lot of cool bands and stuff like that, but because I knew that they were also a booking agency and they were well connected in Europe. And like playing in Europe and building an audience in Europe was one of the main goals that I had with this band, you know? So like it was important to me. So um, how was the the the... Uh, heavy psych sounds fest that it was, it was recently incredible. like like last week or yeah just the last this last weekend it was just a couple of days ago yeah we yeah. played in uh, berlin and dresden um and both shows were amazing great audiences um 
Great R- Ryan told me that he was like uh, checking out the Black Rainbows. Uh, like, yeah. uh, uh, we now wearing the Black Rainbows them. T-shirts yeah. at the moment. Yeah, we finally got to see them. I've been, you know, I've been a fan of of, of Gabe and that band for a long time too. So it was really cool to finally get to see them play. Um, especially because they don't play a whole lot anymore as much as they used to. So it's an Italian band. Yeah, Italian band. Amazing. Yeah, they were amazing. So that was a highlight for me getting yeah. to see that for sure. Um, Yeah, those festivals were incredible, and just being included, it, we were honored to be there. And um, we played Into the Void Festival, which was amazing. Uh, Desert Fest, Antwerp, and um, we played. How was the UK tour? The UK was was good. There were not so many, like six gigs. Yeah, maybe. We, I think it was only four. I think. Yeah, it wasn't extensive. Um, it was great. The London show was a highlight. That was a really great show. It was packed and had a great show. Um, All the you know the Bristol was great, Burnmouth was great. Um, you you managed to to go through Birmingham. We did, yeah, on our way to Sheffield. That was a long day because our our van broke down shortly after that. And that's important <laughs> for the Black Sabbath people. Yeah, you checked out the Black. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we had to stop through Bir- you know Birmingham. Like it was kind of a little bit out of the way, but I was like, we got to stop, and I because I had never really visited there before, so I wanted to. Just see what the vibe was like there, and then you know visit the bridge and whatever. And I'm, did something like uh, like totally surprised you? You know, I don't know. Yeah, I guess the the whole thing surprised me because I guess I had a envision. I don't even know what I envisioned, but it wasn't how I envisioned it. If that makes any sense, I don't know. Like <laughs> um, maybe like how people uh, imagine L.A. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then you get there. Yeah, so I didn't. I, I mean, didn't like just as was, an image in their it head. Was, it was a bigger city than I expected. For some reason, I thought it was like a smaller, like more like European, old school kind of town. But it was more like kind industrial, of, yeah, industrial, modern kind of like big city kind of thing. So that was kind of surprising. Um, you checked out. Uh, I saw the photos that you checked out the bench where the Black Sabbath people. Were. Yeah, that was really cool. We had to do that. So there was some. That was some some monument there that we knew how to get to at least you know what i mean <laughs> I, i i wanted to check like if you went to liverpool or not to get the beatles oh or something God, like this because i know you're a beatles fan huge beatles fans yeah. yeah um yeah we didn't get to do that like in even in london like we had to like we had to leave right in the morning so we didn't get to do any like of the stuff we visit abbey road or any of that kind of stuff we were you you're a touring band you're like working band yeah. you 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 like yeah. you you play you sleep and then Get you go next go. place yeah exactly there's not much time to to hang out so but it's cool because like seeing these places it makes you you can take notes for like when you come back to visit like where you would like to stay and, and spend more time and all that kind of stuff so and i'm um, pretty sure it will happen yeah absolutely yeah and we're going to be coming back and doing these tours much more frequently as well because It's been a great experience. So. All right, all right. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the recent single, the Nice to Know. Sure. Nice to Know You, yeah. which was released in July this year, 2022. Yeah. So first of all, um, Laura sings. Right. Uh, I don't think it was before like that in the previous uh, recordings. Never. Yeah, she started doing backup vocals and things, but... Um, Yeah, it was never even a thought to have her be a lead singer for her or us or anything. Um, she was kind of just thrown into that position because we had, you know, the album come out and like I was saying, things weren't going well with Ben and like we were trying to like at least work it out so that we could do the initial touring to support the album and then maybe go our... Because everything was planned already. Yeah, we had like a couple tours already planned and it just went south and <laughs> and our like the guy who helped us book the tour, he was like, well, look, 
you can't just cancel this whole thing. It'll look really bad on me, on you, and like, you know. You will never get invited again. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So he was like, I don't know if he was serious or what, but he was just like, have Laura sing, whatever, just do something, you know. And we asked her, and she was like, okay, I'll, I'll try, you know, kind of thing. And she had to learn, you know, all the lyrics and figure out how to play bass and sing at the same time. She had two weeks to do all this, two or three weeks, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a lot of pressure. And we were all kind of nervous about it because we just put a new fucking album out with, you know, a different singer and everything. But um, we went and did it, and people fucking loved it. I loved it. I loved cool. the, 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 new, the, the new single. Right on. Thank you. And it's like a... Uh, it felt a little bit doomy for me, like sure. more doomy. Is yeah. it like how you like want to go a little bit? Not necessarily. I think it's just an aspect of what we do. Is it like uh, uh, inspired by the Corona time? It's like you know, like where we feel heavy. Let's do heavy stuff. Kind of a little bit, you know. Um, I think it's always been a part of our sound a little bit. You know, there's always been that, especially like on Circle of Days with and Dune sessions. We kind of consider all that whole thing as a one body of work, you know. But like. There's a lot of different elements of like there's doom and thrash and rock and all these different things, soul and whatever you hear in our music. Like so, like this next record's same type of thing. There's going to be a doomy kind of stuff. There's going to be it's all over the place. How much funkadelic is in there? <laughs> I don't know how much made it to this one, but I've definitely got some some funkadelic flavored songs ready to go when that ha when the time comes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, like uh, still remember. Um, I forgot to ask about the tour. Uh, so Dave Mustaine uh, 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 gave you an advice, you know, like, yeah, yeah. like he gave you an advice uh, to always be clean so that you don't get sick. Sure. And he also gave you an advice to journal everything so sure. that you have something, stuff to remember. Do you do that? I've been trying my best, but there's not a lot of time at all to do anything, especially because I'm also kind of like tour managing too. So like when you we get up, We get in the van, we're going to the next place, and I'm figuring out, okay, what time we got to be there? Do we have a hotel for a night? I got to book this. I got to talk to this guy, talk to that guy. And then I'm doing Instagram posts and this and that. Responding so, to my messages. Exactly. Things like, yeah, and responding to messages and all kinds of things. And then there's emails coming at us. And so I haven't been able to sit, like, w physically with a journal like that. But at the same time, like, with Instagram... I've been trying to like make that my journal, you know. So and like, actually, it works pretty much. You yeah. have a lot. You made a lot. Of posts. Yeah, <laughs> I had to go through all of sure, them, but yeah, still, but it's pretty day. pretty accurate of how the how you feel. How like you can like just remember to save all of them. Sure. Yeah. I hope that that Instagram stays up for a while because yeah, that's kind of where everything is recorded. You know, like you're remembering the bands we played with and the promoters and the people that were there and trying to just remember all that kind of stuff and then. We try to post a lot of stories also. So, like, if we're at a truck stop in, you know, in in France or whatever, you know, just, like, little things like that. Those are kind of our little diary. We're just using our Instagram as our diary. For All now. right. So we yeah. can say that you're following the advice of Dave Mustaine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You just do, do it in a, in, 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 in a new way that yeah. he, didn't, he didn't even expect sure. to happen. Yeah. And, and, yeah, I don't really drink and party a whole lot either. So um, I've been trying to stay healthy and to my best ability and yeah it's been great so what's the plan i mean not the plan but okay uh first of all how do you relax after the tour because you don't really relax after the tours you like you stay at <laughs> home for like a month and then right. you go on the next tour so what's yeah. the plan now yeah so that's yeah this last one it was really crazy six weeks and then getting home and relaxing but not really relaxing because there was a ton of stuff to catch up on that we were gone you know um but when we get back basically like Before we left for both of these tours, we were working on the new album. So we recorded like 90% of it already. 
get, like Nice to Know You was one of those songs that we recorded, and I wanted to get at least one of those out before we did this tour. But when we get back, the plan is to finish the album as soon as possible, because even once we hand it in to the label, it's going to take six months before the vinyl and everything is processed. And you know, So the, the goal is to kind of just get to work after catching up and on sleep and whatever, you know, when we get back and relaxing a little bit, just to get that record done. So probably the new material. Are you going to release some singles before? Or, but so, but probably yeah. the album will come out somewhere at least in March. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, there'll be singles leading up to it, and um, and we're actually playing some of the songs in our set now on this tour. Also. Yeah, it's for the people who want to expect new stuff from you. Yeah, totally. Um, it's a whole new chapter for the band, you know, and and we're really excited about I want to ask, so. you know, you recorded uh, the Nice to Know You at the 8-4 studio, right? Sure. And knowing that you like to like have funny names for your home studios. Right, right, yeah. I guess it's a new studio that <laughs> you moved a, into in your location. Yeah, um, it's this guy, Ben Bar- Barnett, that, uh, that owns it. Uh, he, he was an old friend of, of Ryan, our drummer. Um, and he invited us to check out his studio and usually i do stuff all on my own you know um when i went and visited his studio i saw he like he had every piece of gear that i've ever dreamed of using like you know like endless budget kind of stuff you know and it's all we were recording to tape and all these really cool yeah nice to, to know you was recorded to tape yeah, also yeah uh, some of it was to computer but in the end the whole thing went through tape before it to went get to this master. nice saturation exactly. of the yeah, tape exactly. like real actual tape yeah mm-hmm. So that was really cool, and I've always wanted to do that. We also did the mix live on a board. So we recorded the mix to a tape. So basically, Oh, this is new yeah, from, so, from what I heard from yeah. other bands. The other ones, yeah, because everything before has been done on Pro Tools where you can automate things and you can work on it forever. You know what I mean? Like, um, And that I like that, but then I don't because you could, fucking, you could be mixed for 10 years and, and, and be fixing things still, you know? But the pressure of having to do it, like, okay, we're doing a take and it's going right to the tape. You have to get get it in this thing you know so like me and ben were like there, like moving the faders and shit like live down to tape um for so, so limitations improved your work workflow in a way i think so i mean yeah it made it go faster that's for sure and you had to just commit to it you know um, about the new stuff like usually like uh the with the previous albums it was the riffs that you composed some time ago right before the, the sure with this one, is it also like some old ideas revised or you decided to go all new here? Uh, let me think. With this one, it's mostly pretty recent stuff. There is... I, I think like when you changed, when uh, Laura started to sing, yeah, you realized that it's time to maybe like uh, do it new way, you know? Like, Well, my process has always kind of been the same because I'm always writing. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You wake up in the morning, the yeah. guitar and all this sure, stuff. Sure, yeah. So I have so, so much yeah. stuff ready to go and i just kind of send it to the band and whatever they like we work on kind of thing so trying to suit stuff it's been kind of like for this record because we were kind of in a rush we were already working on this material even before the last album came out some of it was already been okay. worked out what but what about uh, <laughs> the recent uh, single nice to know you when it came out Let's use this as an example. So that one I've had I've had around probably since one one one. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's you're that around. kind of guy. We know yeah, yeah. you have a huge vault with all yeah, the riffs I've and got, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I've got lots of hundreds of songs that, that are ready to go. Um, and so yeah, so I have a lot of stuff and 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 the record that we're working on now, we kind of just worked on the music without vocals in mind, and now Laura is adapting to those songs. Whereas this, the next album might be more suited to her voice, you know. Um, and I'm already 
inspired to work on the next record that's <laughs> but we have to finish this one first but i'm still kind of like i'm still bursting with ideas like i like with this single is that everybody has a chance to shine shine yeah. in in the thing everybody has a cool part yeah, and it's all going into together like uh, uh like harmony is there sure but it's it's uh, you have parts uh, unexpected parts which i like cool right on glad yeah, you like yeah, it yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really important to me, especially with a three-piece band, that everybody's kind of up front and doing some cool shit, you know what I mean? It's not just like one person or whatever. It's just like a lot of my favorite bands, like everybody in the band was bringing it, like Black Sabbath, right? Everybody Rush. Was, you know, Rush, every, you know what I mean? Everybody's just as important, you know, uh, and doing really cool stuff. All right, so uh, the new stuff is coming out sometime next year, right? Yeah. You're going to play tonight. Uh, tomorrow, Sasquatch is coming to town. Oh, no shit. Cool. Yeah, That's awesome. Yeah. It was last minute uh, addition, you know. Oh, fuck yeah. I know that you played with them together. Yeah. Uh, Sasquatch and Slomals are playing together. I'm going to take interviews for, with them also. Great, yeah. But Say my brain is me. fucked right now yeah, because yeah. I didn't expect them to come oh and I had God. to like prepare like really quick. Yeah. Anyways, what, can, what could you help me with the Sasquatch? What should I ask them? Or maybe what do you want to tell them, you know? Sure. Well, like we've been also interweaving on this tour in Europe, seeing them too. We played a couple of shows together and then we'll be in one place and then they're there the next night or vice versa. It's been kind of funny. Um, one thing you can ask them about is they've been on the road for four fucking months straight. So when we did that tour with them in the States, they had already come to Europe before that, did that tour. Then they went to Australia and New Zealand and then they came straight to Europe. So they've been on tour straight. Yeah, yeah the, the Sasquatch, the fucking bunkers people. <laughs> yeah, it's... So I'm sure they've got a lot of stories. Um, I would ask them about that and how that's been for that for the band because I I have a lot of questions. I got to ask them a little bit hanging out here and there, but I'm I'm curious <laughs> how it's been. It seems like they're having a blast and and they're crushing it. Um, we saw them at Desert Fest uh, like a week or two ago, and they were fucking amazing. Like they were amazing on the tour we did, but it seemed like they were on a whole other level. So it seems like however hard this was on them. At, on stage they're fucking going to a whole new level and it's great all right all right yeah. well i'm gonna have a separate episode with them we don't want to talk too much about sure, them sure. you know i would just ask them about the tour sure yeah, yeah. you're the highlight <laughs> of tonight okay. it's just i wanted to 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 to, to ask like uh, sure give me a quick example yeah. anyways all right so we don't have much time because you need to play and we want to see the other band sure. also play yeah yeah um uh what i usually ask in the end is would could you give me a, a hippie death cult song that you put at the end of the episode oh wow a good introduction to your band so that somebody who doesn't know yeah uh, will will listen well i guess i'm gonna have to go with nice to know you because it's that's, a perfect choice the only song we have out and you made the, the cover also. Yeah. yeah yeah that was uh like um a photograph I took at a cemetery near our house in Portland. Um, yeah, and it's red, I think. Yeah, it's like an orangey-red kind of. Yeah. It's for the people to get like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll check it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just a reminder, again, like what I was talking about earlier, just like how, how temporary everything is. Um, that's even kind of like kind of like the theme with, with even with the name of the band and stuff. It's, it's kind of looking at death in more of like a positive light. All right, and say again the name of the song with attitude. Nice to know you.
right. Thanks, Hippie Death Cult. I really dig that song. Thank you, dear listener, for staying to the end. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Don't forget to follow the show on Spotify. And if you like what you're hearing, rate the show on Spotify, Apple, or any other podcast platform that you prefer. Check out the Patreon page. Write a review. I like reviews. And I hate reviews. Anyways, also you can leave a comment on Instagram. Everything is welcomed. All right. Thank you very much. Wish you all the best. Until next time. Bye.